Hello, and welcome to DCOM Central, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with, and maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. Michael, our listeners are in for a treat this episode. We're going to go a little further out in our timeline for a very special Halloween DCOM. Y'all don't even know what's going to happen here. We've got... We, we've reached a peak, I think, Kelly. We're doing Twitches from October 14th, 2005. I am so excited, Kelly. I we, We've reached a, a, a level in these DCOMs that I, I just couldn't wait to get to. <laughs> I agree, I agree. And this particular DCOM, I was 10 and I'm pretty sure I watched the premiere of this. Or watched it opening weekend. It, it's still one of my favorites and I assume it's my, one of my sister's favorites as well. Yeah, I know for sure I watched the second one uh, when it as soon as it came out. I, I might have been a little late to the party on this one, but I'm glad I got to it. No, I was already a fan of Sister Sister, so seeing the sisters back together in a movie made me super excited, and I definitely had to have watched it opening weekend. Quite the dynamic duo these two are, huh? Yeah, and what's also exciting about this is we're dealing with 21-year-olds. Not 13-year-olds, not 14-year-olds, but 21-year-olds. Yeah, they're really breaking the norm on this one, huh? They, they're really outside of their comfort zone here. <laughs> Finally, main characters closer to our current age. But yes, we're reaching the time in DCOMs where they started having older main characters as their audience was growing up with them. I just don't know why, like, like okay, good. Good on them for not having th the, the age 13 be a huge factor in this movie. But I still don't understand why age is so important in all of these movies. And, like, everything always revolves around birthdays, you know? It's it's just strange to me. I guess it's just, like, the Disney cliche. Yeah, it must be. But I think we've introed this enough, and I'd really like to hear your summary. Yes, my summary. We have finally entered the god-tier DCOM territory, folks. Twitches is an emotionally and magically charged story of two long-lost twins from another dimension reconnecting in our world. Little do they know that their family reunion unleashes a powerful dark entity across both dimensions, the same one that killed their father the night they were born. Will we escape this movie without losing a twin? Or at the end of the day, does the darkness win? Welcome to the Twitch's Review Pod. <laughs> I really like that you said this is like a god tier level because this is true. After this, the, the decom just got so much better. Like, High School Musical came shortly after this. Yeah, th that's what I'm saying. Like, we have reached the peak. Like, we these are, you know, like, we've done classic DCOMs. We've done, like, obscure uh, hidden gem DCOMs. And we've done, the like, you know, like, the good old days, 90s DCOMs, right? But here, this is God-tier Disney Channel original movie territory. And I, I'm so happy. I've, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. <laughs> yeah, me too. Our fans have been looking forward to this moment for a long time as well. Oh, yes. What better time to do it, though, than Hauntober? Exactly. Hauntober is the time to do it. And I'm going to quickly go through these fun facts. This god-tier decom is the 60th decom, so it took a while to get to this level, but we're here. Yeah, well, 60, huh? Yeah. It was filmed in Toronto, Canada, and when the two twins meet each other for the first time, they bump into each other in a clothing store, which is how they met in Sister Sister, except in Sister Sister they were wearing the exact same outfit, and this one they were not, so it could be more believable. The names of the characters are based on a pair of twins in Greek mythology. Apollo is named for Apollo, the Greek god associated with the sun, 
Artemis is named for Greek goddess associated with the moon. And Thanatos is known for the god of death, Thanatos. I believe that's how you say it. Pronounced Thanos, and he's inevitable. <laughs> Originally, Tia was supposed to play Cameron, and Tamara was supposed to play Alex, but the two wanted their roles to be switched. I personally identify as an Alex. If, you, if you're Alex, then I'm Cam- Cameron, right? Yeah, you're Cameron, definitely. When the movie first aired on Disney Channel in 2005, it received 7 million viewers and a total of 21.5 million viewers for the weekend reruns. That's insane. Insane. This movie was such a hit. I mean, they were popular from Sister Sister, so it was it was really anticipated. It was Yeah, clearly. People were waiting for this. <laughs> as was I. All right. Enough of those fun facts. Let's get this plot rolling. Let's just like last movie and many other movies, this one starts off with a voiceover narration. The darkness raged across the magical land of Coventry, overpowering the forces of light. The twin daughters of the sun and the moon were born on Halloween, and so was a new hope. The prophecy says that only the twin witches can restore Coventry's light. So Michael, we're shit out of luck, but I'm sure these babies will do just fine. Yeah, I mean, you and I could try to hold our own, but I don't think we'll hit Twitch's level of powers. Unfortunately not. I mean, look at those darkness fog graphics. Pretty spooky, but I think they can take it, especially with the help of Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek and her male friend. Dude, it's so funny because she is basically the same character in this movie as she is in Schitt's Creek. Just happy-go-lucky, everything's good. That's why I love her so much in Schitt's Creek and this movie. Anyway, I suppose we should call them by their real names, Ileana and Karsh. Ileana is my favorite character of this movie. By far. Like, she's she's so great in every... she's She steals every scene she's in. She really does. Like, the comedy she brings to this movie with her with her banter with Karsh. Right off the bat, as they're rescuing the, the babies, whose names are revealed to be Artemis and Apollo, they get into an argument. Karsh says, our fate is in their hands now. But Ileana corrects him, saying, well, actually, it's in our hands. If they're our fate and they're in our hands, then... <laughs> technically that's right take control of your own light yes but it's really not time for this with the impeding danger and everything but she is right and extremely funny yeah so the two split up each taking a bibbit through a portal to another dimension aka earth leaving them at the nearest hospital we have a transition scene of some drawings of coventry and in a blink and you miss it scene it is revealed that this movie is based on a book series something i found out very recently while talking to superfan carrie but did you know that, Michael? I had no idea, but now I want to read it. How many books are there? There are 10. So 10 Twitch's books and two movies. 10 Twitch's books? Man, you know, if shit really does hit the fan in 2020, I know where I, what I'm going to quarantine with. I'm going to grab all 10 uh, Twitch's books and I'm going to hunker down with them. I think you mean if shit hits the fan again. All right, then maybe I'll buy the Twitch's books as a coping mechanism. Okay, that that makes more sense. So it's 21 years after the first scene, and it turns out those drawings belong to Apollo, or as she goes by now, Cameron. You can tell because they clearly show her sun necklace, and as I mentioned before, Apollo is associated with the sun. Her parents sneak in attempting to surprise her with the cake for her birthday, but she turns around and surprises them because when the sun's up, she's up. Her mom finds a drawing that looks like Cameron with the moon necklace, and she tells the dad that it's a self-portrait. But Cameron proclaims that she doesn't know if it is or not because even though she looks like me, she doesn't feel like me. Well, that drawing becomes Artemis, of course, as we fade into her sleeping on a couch in the exact same pose of the drawing. Yeah, some real good cinematography there. Yeah. Her necklace flashes and she is scared awake by a little girl in an evil green witch costume. 
kind of rude, like wake up wise and costume wise. Yeah. Well, it it's awfully that the, the costume harkens back to a, a certain Halloween Town 2 movie. You know, that that's what I rem- it reminded me of. Oh, yeah. The child's older sister scolds her, saying she was supposed to surprise her, not scare her, as she hands Artemis, or in this world, Alex, her birthday breakfast in bed, which is a bowl of cereal with strawberry yogurt and candy corn. I think I would attempt to eat that. What about you, co-host Michael? I would steer very clear of that, but I mean, as far as like the wake-up treatment, surprise and scare are one and the same for me, because honestly, like I can't turn a corner with someone there without freaking out. Anytime someone tries to like walk into my room and, and talk to me, I, I, I jump out of my seat. Um, so this would have scared the, the pants off of me. But I, at any dish you hand me that's got candy corn, I'm putting it right back in your face. I say, no, sir. <laughs> candy corn's trash. I like candy corn in moderation. Like a little bit, not a lot. Just like one hand, one scoopful. <laughs> anyway, the older daughter, aka Alex's best friend, Lucinda, says her mom always says, but then Alex corrects her saying, my mom always said, past tense, so the audience can know her adopted mother has sadly passed away. And what her mom always said was that Alex is part werewolf because if the moon's up, then she's up. Now, they really want the audience to know they're twins with this whole sun and moon up thing. I'm glad they clarified this because I sure thought they were doppelgangers. Duality of twins. I mean, one lives with a happy family in a mansion, the other is crashing on her friend's couch because her family is gone. Very different lives, but very similar faces. Very subtle, but very effective characterization. I really enjoyed, like, I, this This is another sign of a, just a really well-made decom. Characterization. I totally agree. Alex decides to spend her birthday looking for a job, while Cameron is in a really intense game of tennis. While it's intense for her dad, Cam is barely breaking a sweat. Now, I just want to say Cameron's family is so nice and also really funny. I'm glad we didn't get the whole rich people are rude and snotty stereotype from our family or even just the that they weren't around. Yeah. Because they're actually really good characters and I love them. For sure. Great. Again, I, I'd put him in the running for our tier list of uh, best decom dads, you know? Oh, yes. Th- this seems really funny because he's like tripping all over the place, falling over the tennis net and everything. But yeah, super supportive family. Really nice to see she ended up in a great home. And, you know, it. You can't discount the family that Alex has found since her mother has passed because her best friend really does seem to care about her. And, she, you know, she she's they're all helping her get back on her feet. So it's not polar opposites. She could be in a much worse situation than she is. And I'm glad that they didn't make it totally desperate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with that. She has a nice new family. Yeah, exactly. It's just she's just not rich or has her own room no she's a good person she's got good people around her just different different circumstances familial situation exactly well cut to an obligatory shot of a high school as the bell rings because this is still a disney channel original movie and there needs to be a reminder of some kind of school for the kids watching at home luckily no one is stuck in high school and it's just alex and lucinda walking by as they get on the bus alex says she feels like something horrible is going to happen and then we get a shot of karsh sitting in the bus looking concerned yeah, he was, he, was, he was straight up creeping on her. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was a bit weird. Alex then tells Lucinda to tell her mom to say hi before her phone rings. Talk about a game of telephone. <laughs> Another very witchy moment is Karsh confirms this to her when he says she is someone who has the power to... Dot, dot, dot. To, to what? Stop the darkness? 
come on, Karsh, why are you even speaking to her like that right now? That's pretty creepy, and I guess he realized that. But, like, he, I thought he was reluctant to, to interfere at all, you know? So I don't know why he had to say anything at this point. I mean, he stopped himself when he realized, I guess. Yeah, weird. That, this this was weird to me. Yeah. At, oh, just, just, a, just, just a disclaimer for our fans out there. Any criticism that I give this movie... Take it with the smallest grain of salt because I'm I'm just I'm pulling whatever I can because I absolutely love this movie. So if I call anything any little thing out, just know it really means nothing to me. <laughs> me as well. Me as well. So Karsh looks out the window and sees Cameron in her fancy convertible driving by, staring at her hair. No, not bad. Bad driving. What are you looking at your hair for? Well, well, she wasn't when she was driving. She was stopping and looking at her hair. Ah, she she's behind the wheel. You look at the road. All right. Alex turns around in time to compliment the car, but doesn't notice the person driving it. Ooh, I think it's time for a series of close encounters, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the close encounters. I, I like the, I love that feeling of, like, will they? Will Are they going to see each other? Ooh, who knows? Will they or won't they? Yeah, but I mean, they, I also have to question her taste in cars. Because, I mean, honestly, to me, those early 2000s cars are the ugliest little things in the world. Even, even if it's a Porsche, you know, like... All cars from the early 2000s all look the same to me. What are you really comparing it to? Because are there any cars in 2005 that are actually good looking? No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Cars in the early 2000s were all gross looking. They're all bubbly and like plastic looking. Well, I guess these sisters thought this ugly piece of plastic was better looking than the rest. So Cameron is talking to her friend saying she needs to be more aware of her surroundings just as Alex gets off the bus a few feet from her. Cameron gasps and... She sees her favorite store as a sale sign, which is right behind Alex, who just happens to be looking down at the time. Hilarious misdirection. I loved that. <laughs> then she walks right past Alex, and Karsh follows off the bus. Then Ileana peeks out from the store window, smiling. She can't seem to help herself either, because she approaches Cam and then rambles a bunch of nonsense, and I could just... Oh no, but I, but I won't. Although I... No. How weird would that be, right? Okay, good luck. Like, wait, what? That's so <laughs> random. She's so funny. Uh, she also gives off major mom vibes throughout this movie. You know, she's, she's like a fun mom. Oh, I see it. Ileana meets up with Karsh, and he says it's not interference that they meet, it's destiny. I guess that clears it up a bit. Well, I mean, it's the 21st birthday, and they're supposed to, like, do everything at the 21st birthday, so, like, they're just like, okay, today's the day. Mm. Then he points a bunch of help-wanted signs into place in front of Alex until she finally decides to go inside and apply when she sees the giant or desperate sign. <laughs> yeah. Ileana and Karsh start their banter again, and I seriously love every scene that they're in together. Ileana says he really raised her voice at her, and when he says sorry, I swear I heard him say sorry. Yeah, no, he, he definitively said sorry, <laughs> just like he does every time he says that word throughout this movie. Oh, Canada. But they're, they're clearly the comedic relief in this movie, and, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, yes, 100%. I'm so glad they're here. Interior, the store where it happens. Day. The store where it Cameron walks right by Alex again without noticing. Alex goes to apply for a job, and someone hands her the size 2 she was looking for, but not really looking for, because she was mistaken for her sister, who was dressed differently and had way different hair, but okay, twins, whatever. They, they don't look that similar like their faces look similar but if i see two people with drastically different hairstyles i'm not gonna confuse them <laughs> exactly like i'd be like oh there's twins in this store i better find the right one yeah but you know movie they gotta really throw it in our face yeah for sure now cam grabs the dress from alex without even looking at her face and walks away 
Alex is having a hard time landing this job because the manager lady is extremely rude, and it isn't until Alex compliments her shoes that the vain lady gives her a job because she says apparently we're desperate. Yeah, well, I mean, she did put on a pretty good good show for her, you know. She she was awfully convincing. Yes. Also, was that another Canadian sorry coming from the manager, or am I just programmed to hear that because I know they're in Canada right now? More than likely, they pulled off. pulled each and every non-main character in off the streets for this movie (laughs) we then get an aggressive transition to the dressing room area where cam is trying on clothes as alex is putting stuff away the pair bump into each other and when they look up and see each other's faces they scream why do you look like me i don't know but isn't it cool no oh my gosh we're twins oh my gosh i was adopted were you adopted today's your birthday today's my birthday oh yeah this is this is a lot to handle on your first day of the job yeah cam is excited and she's been waiting for something like this all day whereas alex is not because she's been worried something bad would happen all day yeah and they also have the the most interesting surprise faces i've ever seen i love it their 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 entire chin disappears and 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 melds in with their neck and it's just the funniest thing Alex comes out of the store freaked out and Cam chases after her while still wearing the dress from the store. She grabs Alex's arm and calls for her to stop. Then the world around them slows down and the clothes fall off the mannequins in the window. Pretty witchy stuff right here. Pretty risque for a decom if you ask me. Ileana and Karsh are still watching from above as Ileana is happy crying. Karsh's necklace glows to let them know that Coventry does know what they did. We zoom into his glowing necklace to reach another glowing necklace but this one has the sun and the moon combined, which must be the twin's birth mother. She goes searching for Thantos, which should definitely not be confused with the evil Thanos. Anyway, the mother Miranda announces to him that she felt in her soul that her daughters are alive and together. He says they're in danger and he must find them before the darkness does and bring them home. You know, her, her soul feels that her children are alive and well. My hand with its screws in it feels when the temperature's dropping. And my stomach knows when there's a good dinner cooking, you know? It, we, we all feel things, Kelly. Yeah, we do. Back on Earth, after paying for the dress that she didn't steal, Cameron takes Alex to her fancy car, and Alex reveals that, yes, she knows she was adopted, but she only ever had a mother, and she died three months ago. Cameron goes to comfort her by touching her hand, but that actually sets off the car into a full-on spasm of beeps and electrical problems. Thank goodness they were still parked at the time. This part when they get in the car is a bit odd to me because, like, you know, they get in the car and once she sits down, uh, the... Oh, shoot. What's her name? You never remember anyone's name in any movie. No, I'm bad with names. I, I barely know the people I know's names. What's what's her name? Alex. Alex. Yeah. They, so they get in the car and, like, Alex, when she gets in the car, seems, like, thoroughly freaked out. And, like, when she puts the seatbelt on, she takes a really deep breath. And Cameron looks over at her and says, better? And I didn't understand what, like, better what? what what's going on? I, I thought we were on the same page here. Better as in, like, are you done freaking out? Oh, so, like, the seatbelt was literally, like, a safety safety belt for her? She, she calmed down when she put the seatbelt on? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Another two strange transitions happen while they're driving is Cam says she knows twins and nothing magical happens when they touch. So they touch hands again and their outfits switch. They change back with another touch of magic, and a biker passes by watching this and crashes into a parked car. Ouch. I distinctly remember laughing my butt off when this scene happened when I was a kid. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did. Cam now brings Alex into the mansion, and she is shocked by how big it is. 
She meets the housekeeper, who is more annoyed than shocked that there's another person she has to clean up after. Yeah. I mean, she, she lives on the other side of the tracks, you know? She she lives in the in, in the richy rich part of town, right? Mm-hmm. Up in Cameron's giant room, the two sisters try to do more magic and accidentally almost get hit in the head by a drawer that hits some of the drawings so Alex can take a glance at them and see the drawings of herself. Creepy or charming. While Cameron is looking in her closet for more drawings, she asks Alex to look in her other closet because, you know... Rich people have two closets, I guess. I mean, this room is just massive. Alex opens the second closet door and enters Coventry. Cameron follows behind and accidentally shuts the door behind her. The darkness lingers on the horizon. But not to worry, Ileana and Karsh are there. Ileana reveals Cameron has the gift of sight, and that is why she can see the things she drew of Coventry. She then goes to hug Cameron, but barely. Like, if you watch it, she attempted to hug, but doesn't really commit. It, it was weird, but, you know, so is she, and I love her. Yeah, definitely an awkward hug, but great scene. They reveal that they are their late father's humble servants, and have been watching over them all these years. But if Ileana had it her way, they never as much as skinned a knee. But you know who here was always, keep your distance, don't interfere. Shut up, woman, you're giving me a headache. And that's where you say, Michael, yes, much like you are right now. Oh, yeah, much like you are right now. There you go. That was Karsh's line. <laughs> so Alex has the gift of knowing as she confirms that they are currently in Coventry. Ileana then reveals that the world has nine dimensions, well, nine and a half, and that her and Karsh are trying to protect them from the darkness. Yeah, well, they, they drastically changed the amount of dimensions because first they said they were infinite, and then there were nine, and now there's nine and a half. I don't know what to believe anymore. I really do not know. But the future of Coventry is in the twins' hands, and everyone needs their help. But Alex doesn't want to help because she already knows how the story ends. Alex is able to walk away and enter a door back to Earth. Cameron follows quickly behind. Alex tells her that there is nothing magical or fairy tale about Coventry, and that their father was killed trying to protect them. Unfortunately, it looks like the darkness followed them to Earth as it creeps in from the kitchen. As Cameron is telling Alex that the darkness's name is lame, and she doesn't want Alex to leave because they're sisters. Alex agrees to stay and help. Then as the twins drive away, the darkness spreads around the house, setting fire to the flowers. They're lucky it didn't burn down the entire house. Uh, and her picture's upstairs, right? Yeah. Perfectly charred around the edges to make it look really spooky. Right, yeah, that's how long you bake your bread for until it's golden brown around the edges. Mm-hmm. Back at Coventry, the mother Miranda says she wants to go look for her daughters herself. Thanos says she can't. Thanos! But Thantos says she can't because it will leave Coventry defenseless. He kisses her hand, and there's something going on between them. He says he'll find the girls, but starts to say that they might be in league with the darkness because they've been missing for 21 years and may not want to be found. The mother refuses to believe this, though, because she's smart, and tells him to find them. She walks away, and he says, I intend to, in a bit of a sus way, while the music gets darker. Yeah, I don't like this guy. Definitely sus- Vote him off the ship, but also, I hate this because, I mean, why would she shack up with her deceased husband's brother? Yeah, I hated that too. That's not right. But, like, he manipulated her the entire time, so. Oh, I, I don't doubt that he did, but that's just a strange thing for a Disney Channel movie to do. I agree. Like, kids, any kids out there listening, this is not normal, okay? (laughs) <laughs> it's not. Back at Alex's house, Cameron is also shocked by how she lives. 
Alex pulls out her old stories of the history of Coventry for them to study up. So since she knows things, she writes about Coventry a lot at night when the moon is up. And since Cameron sees things, she's a professional drawer of Coventry when the sun is up. Hmm, a lot going on there. Yeah, really cool stuff. But I mean, the, the power of knowing must suck because she must be like the queen of spoilers. Like, I'd hate to go to a movie with her. Oof. Be like, oh, that guy dies in the end. That is true. Now Cam's mom is calling, and Alex insists she not mention the whole twin in danger thing. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Outside, Ileana and Karsh are on the lookout. Karsh throws up his darkness detector glasses at the sun and sees the darkness floating about while Ileana beeps and bops. <laughs> that, that, those are pretty cool glasses. They're like eclipse glasses, you know? Yeah, they, and they are in the next movie. Well, we'll get to that. I tried to, I tried to improvise eclipse glasses the last time we had an eclipse, and uh, it didn't work, and I nearly blinded myself. Oof. No, I just I bought the dollar ones from the store. Nah, it was too cheap. I put like five pairs of sunglasses on top of each other. <laughs> oh, no. Back on the phone with her mom, Kim was alerted that the florist took the whole Halloween decorating to a little extreme. You know, because the darkness set all the flowers on fire, but everything else was fine. I mean, those those flowers are definitively singed you know like they were definitely at one point on fire i don't know what she means the halloween theme that you you had a fire in your house lady <laughs> they leave and iliana just misses them as she walks through 70s wallpaper that will emotionally scar her for life <laughs> alex starts unraveling the history of coventry saying that when they were born there was this whole war of the darkness it destroyed every pre-rendered model in its path, devouring the light, stealing the souls of the editors unlucky enough to have the proper budget for this movie. Oof. Now we see more of the theater masks coming out through the darkness that looks like the face of the mirror in Shrek that came out four years prior in 2001. What do you, th you, what do you think, Michael? Kelly, I literally wrote the exact same thing down. Believe me when I say it's, it's in my notes right here. Oh my god. Yeah, great minds, Kelly. Great minds. We are twitches. We are twitches, yes. <laughs> okay, back to the history lesson. Their father was the leader of the forces of the light and kept the darkness at bay with a combined effort from their mother. But when she was giving birth, he had to fight alone, so the darkness took advantage of that moment. When the twins were born, the father gave them every drop of power he had left to protect them and was immediately murdered by the darkness. Big yikes. Then when the darkness tried to grab the twins, something happened. A beam of light came out of them and expelled the darkness from the castle. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of another popular movie around this time, but we'll get to that later. I know exactly which movie you're talking about. Alex also mentions that their mother married their uncle and she thinks she's trapped and needs their help. In her stories, Alex would be the one to rescue her and Cam would be the one shopping. Hmm. Maybe she's a little bit of a rich girl cliche, but not the worst. Cut to the restaurant Lucinda works at, where the Twitches order the exact same specific thing on the menu, because apparently that's what twin witches do. Alex invites Lucinda to Cam's big birthday party at the mansion, and mentions it's in Waverly. So you're telling me this party is in Waverly Place, which is coincidentally known for witches, and Selena Gomez in 2007? Hmm, interesting. Talk about Twitches in Waverly Place, am I right? Yeah. So Cameron stumbles upon Alex's spellwriting section of her journals, and Cam wants to give some a try. To make an object disappear, tap it twice and say, Oh dear. I tried it on my pillow and it didn't work, but I just wanted to make sure. Well, we have, have we tried it, you and I, together, Kelly? Because as we know, we're, we're the twadcasters, the twin podcasters. Oof. <laughs> when it's safe for us to be together again, we'll give it a try. All right. Next up, they combine their powers to make an annoying guy's soda explode on him. 
And then they declared themselves the insert title of movie here. Michael, I need you to insert title of movie here, please. Twitches. Thanks. Homeboy deserved that soda being blown up on him, though. He was annoying. Yeah, he was super annoying. Don't be like that. Don't don't be on the phone like that in public. Go in your car or something. Don't be like that guy. Don't be like soda guy. <laughs> Never be like soda guy. If you're going to have a conversation on the phone, just take it to go. Now it's time for a montage of the girls using their powers while Ileana and Karsh watch in the background to the tune of We Got the Beat, which is an old school banger. Oh, yeah. Karsh seems to have a spout of bad luck as he has to fix the spells or accidentally get stuck wearing a gorilla suit in a large brassiere. That was hilarious. <laughs> Anyway, he's just getting annoyed because the darkness is growing and they're just messing around. I mean, they don't know that, though. I mean, he's not wrong, but he also... They don't know any better. Yeah. They just learned that they have powers. Like, of course, you're gonna play around with it. Exactly. The Twitches return to Alex's house, and when Karsh goes to talk to them, he fails to walk through the wall. The magic is disturbed, and he proclaims that the darkness is here. Ileana is like, it's here? And she points to the ground. And Car says, it's here in, like, a general sense. And the couple starts their timely banter. Uh, you gotta love it. Well, that's scary. What are we gonna do? I don't know. I'm thinking of a plan. Well, have you thought of one? No. <laughs> I, I, it's so much fun. All their lines were perfect. Their timing, perfect. Really, though? Meanwhile, inside the house, Cameron is getting a bit arrogant, saying the darkness would be no match against them, and I pity the ghoulie ghoulie that tries to take us out. Well, this ghoulie ghoulie is floating right in front of her, and she doesn't seem so tough now. Nope. I know it looks kind of funny now, but this darkness attacking them scene scared me as a kid. Did it really? I mean, the darkness gr grabs Cam's leg, but luckily it's thrown off her by light when Alex grabs her arm. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I can't knock you for being scared of the darkness as a kid, because I was too, just not in this scene. It was uh, any scene with the darkness in Coventry would scare me. Mostly in Coventry, but just, like, when it was, like, grabbing her leg and the music got a little spooky. Yeah. I was like, oh no, and, like, the camera was shaking a lot. I was like, what's happening? Yeah, but it's, it, like, at, at our age now, it's kind of tough to be scared of the darkness because... Oh, I wasn't afraid of it now. All the darkness really has the power to do is make light bulbs blow up, so... And kill the Twitch's father and eat a couple other people. Anyway, they run to the nearest room and bam, back in Coventry. They open the door all by themselves. Good for them. Ileana and Karsh are there waiting, saying they are lucky to be alive because even money said they wouldn't make it. Who was betting on their lives? So Cameron is pissed that they weren't helpful during the attack. And Karsh explains that their powers are minimal on the Earth dimension and God forbid we get any credit for the last 21 years. Now, I'm really glad they brought this up, because I've been wondering why they've just been, like, in the background the whole time, just watching and not doing anything with the darkness. So thank you for clearing up a possible plot hole, Karsh. Yeah, all they can really do is put signs up in windows. This reminds me of, like, one of my other complaints about this movie. It's just that Coventry, I know it's a war-torn dimension, but it feels so empty, you know? Like, I, we, there's no like servants in the castle or there's there's no other people besides the immediately important cast members so i want to know what it's like to live in coventry uh watch the next movie like does everybody have super powerful yeah well in the next movie but i'm talking about in this movie well in this movie i i'm, I'm i think it's just because like the darkness is there everyone's hiding everyone's too scared to come out yeah i guess that's true i just wanted to know more like because i didn't know did, did, are their powers really just limited on Earth, or do they only have a little bit of powers, and all the power is con consolidated in the royal family of the Twitches? Yeah, I think we'll we'll uh, learn more the next movie. I would love, love to get more of what's going on outside of just the castle, or outside of just the royal family. 
That's what sequels are for, clarifying things that weren't addressed in the first movie. Yeah, looking forward to that. Now, last time they were in Coventry, Alex was the one to announce to the group she wanted no part of it. This time, it's Cameron's turn because now she's afraid and doesn't want to miss her birthday party. Well, yeah. Ileana reassures her that she has fought the darkness before and won, but Cameron says she was just a baby. All I did was scream, wet myself, and think, what the heck is going on? Which is similar to how Michael feels applying for med school right now. Yeah, applying for med school or just my daily life in general, honestly. <laughs> I thought that that's something that you would have wrote for yourself. Oh, no, absolutely it was. You beat me to my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. As Cameron runs off, Alex chases after asking, what happened to us being sisters? But apparently until she was introduced to the real Coventry, nothing bad has ever happened to her. So she just wants to go back to her happy, rich life. Well... This is still not the worst thing that ever happened to Alex, so grow up and fight along your sister. Okay? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd leave the whole magic world until I figured out if I could fly. And then once I figured out I could fly, I would never leave. That's my one goal, you know? <laughs> Again, it, you know, Kelly, it's her 21st birthday. She's got big plans tonight. Alright, well those plans mean nothing if she gets attacked, so. If I can't celebrate my 21st birthday, what's all this been for? What have I been building to? <laughs> oh, goodness. Karsh lets the sisters go back out the door because the darkness can't remain in their world that long anyway, so it's already gone. That's convenient. Yeah, good for them. I mean, they're, they're making it. They, they, they won by evasion. <laughs> There's a quick little comedic banter interlude about doors and lame party tricks, and back to the emotional scene between the Twitches where Cameron drives off in her fancy car saying, I guess running off is something we have in common. But you know, like, be careful. Bye. What a what a subtle dig, you know? Like, I guess we have this in common, then. <laughs> she clearly didn't forgive her from earlier. No. Now we get Allie and AJ's song, Rush, to play in the background, and, and for me to jam out like old times. How perfect was that? Oh, God, wonderful. What a perfect feature song for this movie. Really? It's like uh, it's like when Jesse McCartney came in on Return to Halloween Town. These bangers come back, and you don't expect them, and then you're, you're happy they're there. Wow, I've never heard of this movie. I probably should look it up. Uh, Return to Halloween Town. It's fantastic. Now, I used to be a huge fan of Ally and Adrian. I actually still love all their old songs. Potential breakup song, like, whoa. All amazing classics. They have this new song that I just listened to called Joan of Arc on the dance floor. It's interesting, to say the least. Check it out later. You know Disney always likes to double dip, you know? So if they're using the music in one movie, they're getting their own movie later on. Yep, they got the lovely Cowbells movie in 2006. Anyway, hmm... Cameron stares out the window watching the sun go down while Alex stares out her window facing the other direction and watches the moon rise. Yes, we get it. The sun, moon, the truth. It is now party time, but also bad ADR time. At around 53 minutes and 34 seconds, there is a really bad ADR scene between Cam's parents. I mean, it's a funny moment, but the ADR was just so off from the scene. Did you notice that? Yeah, there's actually a couple of scenes in this movie where it's very clearly ADR. Or earlier in the movie with the closet scene where, where she's like, oh, of course she has two closets, you know? That that one's very obvious, but this one was just funny. Yeah. Ileana's also at this party, loading up on sweets, just chilling, waiting for the darkness. Ileana's getting her drink on. Getting her sweet on. She had a big old cup of, uh, like, it looked like Hawaiian punch. Oh, I missed it. I was just looking at the cupcakes that I really wanted to eat. Yeah, of course. Cam starts talking to her annoying friend, and this might be some weird ADR too. I don't know, something sounded off to me. Maybe it was the background noise of people shouting, or the lack of audible music during the dialogue scenes that these people were supposedly dancing to. Is that one of the other ones you noticed? I mean, it, 
again, you've got to watch the background of these things. But the ADR, it, it, it's so, like, scattered all throughout this movie. You wonder what happened. Like, what went wrong, you know? Yeah, I guess something with the boom. I don't know. It, it definitely seemed like something was wrong with this scene. Yeah, definitely. So Karsh is pretending to be a waiter and yells at Cam's friend for double dipping. Good on you, Karsh. You catch them. Again, a hilarious scene <laughs> that I remember laughing at when I was a kid. I loved it. I remember that, too. <laughs> Back at Alex's place, she's eating cake next to a burnt plant. Does the darkness only burn plants in parts of Cam's drawings? Convenient. Alex gets really frustrated with everything that's going on and pieces out to Co- and pieces out to Coventry to go find her birth mother. But when she sees her, she just hides behind a pillar and gets told on by a statue. That statue's a straight-up narc. <laughs> what a narc statue. But the reunion does end up being sweet. Alex reveals Ileana and Karsh have been watching over them the entire time, and now the mom realizes that they never died 21 years ago with the father. Yeah, super emotional scene. Really, really, really touching, honestly. Yeah. She informs her daughter that all of Coventry has been waiting for her and her sister to restore the light because they have the power. Back at the party, Ileana is still snacking because she's building up her strength. Good for you. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I just love her so much. So me too, me too. I also love Jocelyn from Shit's Creek so much. And if you have not watched Shit's Creek, you really have to. They won, like, all the Emmys. It, yeah, they, and they deserved all the Emmys. And they've long deserved it. Anyway, Cam needs a moment alone and walks off. Her parents see this, and her father says, This is the moment you've been training for. And as he's about to go approach his daughter, the mother waves him off and goes to find out what's going on by herself. <laughs> Again, hilarious. I loved this. He's so, like, the dad is so funny. He's not in a lot of scenes, but he's hilarious in this movie. Every scene he's in, he's great. Yeah. So Cameron's mom now knows about the twin sister and asks why she isn't at the party. Cam reveals that Alex went looking for her birth mother and, well, Cameron's happy here. This actually upsets Cameron's mom because she shouldn't be worried about upsetting her. In fact, she then gives this beautiful speech about love. If there's anything that I know, it's that love is infinite. You can always make more when you need it. And just because you want to give some to somebody else doesn't mean that you can take any away from me. Gosh, that's beautiful. Then Cameron just lets it all out. She tells her that her and Alex aren't from this dimension. Her father died in a war with the darkness and then all the darkness is coming to get her and suck out all the life of the universe. And her mom's like, is that it? And Cameron's like, I also have magical powers. Maybe this wasn't the way to approach this, like just throwing at her so fast. But her mom remembers similar stories from when she was a kid and is actually really helpful about this. Yeah, very good mom, very open to what's going on here. Yeah, seriously supportive and just really good caretaker. Apparently, when Cameron was a kid, she drew a face coming out of the darkness. She runs to her room to go look through his scrapbook and finds it almost immediately. Why would they keep it if it scared her so bad? Oh well, it's a good thing they did actually, because this is a clear drawing of Thantos coming out of the darkness. And now she knows that he is the one in league with the darkness. Meanwhile, in Coventry, Thantos is just meeting Alex, and he tells her that Cam is defenseless against the darkness without Alex there. We get a weird transition through looking into Thantos' eye back to the party, where the housekeeper has just been eaten by the darkness. Yeah, when this transition happened through the eye, I thought of about a million ways it could have looked better. But they chose this one. Yeah, they did. <laughs> The darkness starts doing party tricks with the lights, causing the dad to hide behind the mother. And when Cam tries to go help, Ileana stops her and says she needs to go back to Coventry ASAP because it's only her the darkness wants. 
Yeah. So if she leaves, like, it will follow her. Karsh opens a portal for her upstairs and says he'll hold the darkness back as long as he can. Then Ileana kisses him and tells him to be brave. I remember watching this for the first time being shocked. They reveal they've been a couple on and off again for 21 years, and I just thought it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Came out of left field with that one. Yeah, it really did. It's a really long time to be on and off again, too. But now they remind me of, like, Cosmo and Wanda, you know, from Fairly Odd Parents. That's Nickelodeon. That's Disney's competitor. All right, I won't, I won't mix my, my chocolate and vanilla. You do that. Anyway, I would really love a spinoff TV show of Ileana and Karsh. It would be great. Uh, I'd, I'd love, like, you know how we're getting the WandaVision show on Disney Plus? I'd love a version of that with, with, with these two. Oh, that'd be so great. Just a sitcom of them living together in a house. Through different dimensions. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. Man, I want that. Let's pitch that to Disney Plus. Yes, let's. Anyway, so the darkness eats Karsh and Eliana because it does do more than just party tricks. He eats Karsh? That's harsh. <laughs> but Cam's mom runs in to go save her baby. The darkness retreats and mom can't believe everything Cam said was true. This allows Cam to restore her courage and go to Coventry just after she finds the correct door. In Coventry, Uncle Thantos arrives from wherever he had just disappeared to to tell Alex and her mother Miranda that he barely escaped with his life because Cameron is in league with the darkness. Huh. Yeah, okay, buddy. She beat you here by five minutes, so we all know the truth now. What a load of hooey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever, loser. And she gave him that sass, too. Like a little head bob while she did it and everything. You go. You go, Cameron. And Alex. They both did it. One word off from a terrible Camp Rock line. I don't remember the line. Whatever major loser. They just throw an M in there. It's the same thing. It's just they added major so they didn't directly copy it. Huh. I wonder if it's major like major chord. Hmm. I don't remember. And back to the plot. The drawing of Santos coming out of the darkness is not enough to get him to admit that he killed his own brother. But tying him up and revealing the scars on the palms of his now gloveless hands will do the trick. Wow, a scar of a moon and of a sun. Pretty on the nose there. I mean, it's not even just a moon and a sun. It's almost a direct, like, imprint of their, their little amulets. So Thantos finally admits that he did kill his brother because he was jealous of all the wealth and power he had. And also the fact that he had Miranda. Ah yes, classic villain trope. The villain is jealous of his brother, so he decides to kill off the brother take all his powers and his wife because they just can't settle for one thing and they love manipulation. But Miranda is done with him. She says it's over, but he says it's only just the beginning. Darkness pours into the castle and Thantos starts flying around, taking Miranda and her powers into the darkness with him as the evil laughs around the twitches. I mean, you're telling me that like he, he's, she says that they're over. I mean, to me, it never should have started in the first place, honey. He is the brother of your deceased husband. He's the brother of your lover. Uh, yeah, I agree. The brother of your lover. Yeah, good good line there, Kelly. Thank you. No, th this should not exist. I agree. Well, it's all up to the Twitches now, and this is such a powerful scene. I teared up watching it again. They apologize to each other and, and figure out that the opposite of darkness isn't the obvious light. It's love. It turns out that when Cam's mom walked into her room to find the darkness creeping up on Cam, it fled because its weakness is the power of love. Just like when the darkness couldn't touch the twins when the father died protecting them, and just like when Lily's love saved Harry from Voldemort, Cam's mom's love saved her from the darkness, and that is a beautiful thing. The great comparison there, Kelly. I mean, it, you, you love when these movies come, come together and have these re revelations. Yes. They use this knowledge to form a Patronus of Love, 
as they join their hands together and shout out all the people that they love. Something I did around this time by myself as a kid to take me out of my panic attacks, and it helped me just as it helps them defeat the darkness. Mom, dad, sisters, Totino's pizza rolls. I shout all the things I love too. Good for you, bud. Their Patronus is so strong because, you know, love is infinite as we just learned, and the darkness is pushed out of the entire realm, and Coventry has been restored. Their mother comes out of nowhere to rejoice with them, and Ileana and Karsh literally fall back in as well to give us the sweet relief of comedy. And you know what? I'm gonna play the clip. Ha, ha. Well, you certainly took your sweet time about it. <laughs> he means thank you. Please don't tell people what I mean. If I had meant thank you, I would have said thank you. I think having his soul sucked out of him has left somebody a little bit cranky. I am not cranky. You're cranky. Can we talk about this later, please? Anything you have to say to me, you can say forever. Okay, well, let's have it. Okay. And then they just keep going on until the camera pans up towards the moon and then pans back down to Cam's parents' house where the housekeeper has had a very bad hair day. Yeah. All right. Now, now before we get into what goes on here, let me just say that the last five minutes of this movie are the absolute best. I, I love everything from here to the end. It's, it's comedy, comedy gold. Comedy gold and just really powerful ending. Ileana and Karsh are arguing over which dimension they are moving to, so I guess they are on again. Thank goodness. I mean, how can you choose any other dimension? This dimension has chicken wings. Ten cent chicken wings? Yeah, and it, you know, you, we'd be remiss to not to, to point this out because back when this movie was, was shot and made, Wing Wednesday was 10 cents a wing. I mean, the inflation on chicken wings is unbelievable. Now we're lucky to get it <laughs> 50 cents a wing. 10 cents a wing? That's a utopia. I don't eat chicken wings, uh, so sorry for you, bud. Take my word for it. <laughs> the Twitches do a little twin song, and instead of a freeze frame, we zoom out to a graphic of the twin sun and moon amulets together. Yeah, and the CGI to make those amulets come together was really incredibly primitive because you can see that they only had the uh, computing power to make it move at like five frames a second, if that. Yeah, 2005, you know. I mean, they tried. They did what they could, and I applaud them for that. Yes. So, we reviewed Twitches. What do you think? I, again, God-tier DCOM movie, Kelly. I can't stress it enough. This, when, when I think of DCOMs, this is one of the first ones that I think about. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the characters. I love the comedy. I love the story. And, again, the the probably my favorite end to a decom just everything wraps up so well i really enjoyed it i i can't rant and rave about this movie enough this this was a delight to come back to i completely agree as much as i loved it as a kid i think i appreciate it more now because now i can see how well crafted everything and every character was for a decom this movie is far superior than most as you said it was god tier it was well written had great directing great actors the effects were not that bad for 2005. It was just parts of Coventry in the darkness that showed its age. But for a TV movie budget, this film was amazing. I really can't find much wrong with it. Yeah. Now, I can't rank it with Halloween Town. No. They're two very different things. Twitches is older Halloween me. Halloween Town is nostalgic child me. And also, it came out six years before, so it was an entirely different world of decoms. Yeah, exactly. And like, if the uh, the Xenon and Halloween Town decoms were the golden age of decoms, 
we're now entering the renaissance of DCOMs. So I <laughs> passed two fantastic movie franchises, just different eras and, and for different times. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that I grew up with. These are the ones that I, mean, I know we both grew up on them, but you were a big fan of Halloween Town. But this was my DCOM Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, I started earlier on than you. Definitely did. Well, if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a really long time, please go watch Twitches. You'd be doing yourself a favor. Thank goodness we have Disney Plus now. Yeah, it's a godsend. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review so we can improve, and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DCOMCentralPod. Oh, and we're finally on Facebook, so feel free to follow us there so it's not just our moms. Okay, thanks! Go Twadcasters, review is over. Go Twadcasters, the review is over. 